Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. We got Paul McFarland, who's about to come on. He is a multiple, multiple time guest on the show, always brings massive value, has a massive, massive heart full of love, full of just contribution to help people be their greatest possible self, specifically in the area of brands and business and marketing. So you definitely want to stay tuned to his interview, which we're about to get into. Before we dive into that, though, I'm talking to you. You're becoming your greatest possible self. Thank you for being here. I acknowledge you. Keep showing up. Keep taking one step at a time. And remember that the universe has your back. You're supported. You have people around you who love you. You have people like me, even if we haven't talked ever before. I love you. I'm supporting you. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. Okay? So keep showing up. Keep being your greatest possible self. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. And this week, let's see who it's by. It is by Anthony A93. Chris the Man Burns. Every podcast episode gets better and better. Not only that, you can tell how present and interested Chris is in each of the experts he brings on the show. Absolutely, I am. That is one of my greatest gifts, I believe, is presence. And I love supporting our clients with that and just empowering people to remember all we have is this present moment. So let's expand in this moment. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Anthony, for that review. If you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store, and you'll be able to give us a review and get a chance at getting shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream. Again, thanks for being here. Make sure you stick around all the way through to the end of this interview. This episode with Paul is going to be full of gold and value and ahas openings for you to take new actions and be empowered and be your greatest possible self. And grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because Paul is the type of guy you, you just want to write down the things that he says and, and think on them and, and really integrate in them and really have them become you because they're super, super profound. So definitely stay tuned. Let's introduce Paul, and we'll bring him on the screen. Paul McFarlane, president, founder, and professional human being of the 1101 Experiment. Paul is a business and brand strategist with global Fortune 500 experience. He's a writer, designer, producer, director, public speaker, trainer, motivational, inspirational expert, screenplay writer, musician, and more. But it all comes from one place, Paul's desire to bring universal love, oneness, and success to businesses and individuals, to do good and help people realize their greatest potential. Love, peace, and understanding in everything Paul McFarlane does, but business and brand strategists will do, and is more than enough to do for today. And Mr. Paul McFarlane, are you ready to rock the house, sir? I'm ready to be rocked. Oh, yes. You know, that's, that's what an amazing perspective. Going to an interview, expecting to, to create new discoveries, breakthroughs. Let's go, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I, I appreciate you being here. And we're going to dive right into the theme of today, which is run through the finish line. So, Paul, what does that mean to you, man? Well, we'll see if I need to drag this out <laughs> at some point. We may not need it. Uh well, what did you type in there? There is no finish line. No, mm -hmm. I don't really think there is a finish line. And just yesterday, a new client I'm working with, I was interviewing some of the, um, the people. Um, and one of the women was talking about what really motivates her. And she's um, not, we can reduce a human being down to a few sentences, but bear with me. She likes stimulation. She likes to check the boxes off, go from A to Z, completion and satisfaction. And she's a very valuable person in that organization for that very reason. On a desert island, once you decide what needs to be done, she's the one who will make sure it gets done. Solid goal, right? So I asked her to talk about two words, satisfaction 
and happiness. She thought about it. She said she gets satisfaction from task completion. And that makes her happy. Mm. So the idea of a finish line implies death because something ends. Mm. A race is complete. That's the death of the race when the last person crosses and the person listed in first, you know. No one knows who came in second and then the Olympic race. That's the challenge, mm. right? Well, that's the end of something. Just like death is a part of life because it's the end of it, like birth is the beginning. And now we get into your concept of a flying spaghetti monster, God, Buddha, Allah, whatever, you know. Um, so the finish line. That could imply, well, I said this week I'm going to get this done. And I waited until Friday and I pushed through it and I got it done. Or I did a little every day and I got it done. If it is a journey with a destination that is an end, I think it's uh, an apparent end. Hmm. For instance, um, this interview will conclude. We'll make it to the finish line at the end of the uh, interview. Will we make it to the end of the topic? Probably not. Hmm. Will we answer all the questions in a way that will never need to be thought about again? I hope not. <laughs> so what really is completed? The finish hmm. line is the end of the process, but not the essence. Hmm. In other words, you finish, complete the finish line, drink a bottle of wine. Do you no longer want wine now? No, but you emptied the bottle. So some things are useful to complete. Your taxes on time, right? Mm -hmm. Filling out a website when you want to buy something to get the shipping and the payment and the confirmation, right? Okay. So what do you think about what I just said? I, I hear that there is a lifelong no finish line right and 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 i'm hearing time i'm hearing time as the as the construct that creates finish lines like a start and end of time or distance it's something that is measurable within this universe that creates a finish line versus our being is infinite so there is no there is no finish to to energy right energy will keep going. Even after we leave this body, our energy continues into whatever that next phase or form is. So I, I think I'm hearing that there's completion. Completion is a construct of getting things done and taking it from unfinished to finished. And, and that's like a label. It's a classification in our mind uh, as well. That's what I heard so far. Oh, okay. Gone. Well, I, I think you got the gist. And, and really to go a little deeper, maybe, is, and I know, <laughs> you have a lot of uh, fellow life coaches who watch this, don't you? Yep. A lot of people who are here on Facebook, kind of like we are, heads and thoraxes speaking, trying to sell something. Hire me because I can help you, right? Buy my thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, a life coach of any kind, a motivational coach of any kind. Some people, you imagine, it would be ideal. They said, you know what? I need to eat every day. And I think a, a motivational coach or a life coach is something I need to think of that way. As long as I'm alive, I want someone, maybe you, to be in my life, to keep me on track, to motivate me every day. And I may get that through something passive. A pre-recorded message that shows up twice a day in my text. I could literally have a cup of chai or coffee or tea with you once every day or once a week. You see, there could be the idea that it's a part, as long as I'm alive, I'm doing something as a motivational or a life coach. Oh, no, I can't do that. People couldn't commit to, like, why not? In other words, if you can become as vital as any daily habit or any daily ritual, like breakfast, lunch, or dinner, whoa, now you've got something and you've got, what, a client as long as they're alive. Now your job is to keep them alive, right? Mm -hmm. See, life coaches and service providers, um, we are sometimes 
goaded, lured, or forced into contracts that die. I am hmm. going to propose something for this, and it's this much for a month. Implying that what I'm going to do is going to take or last or live for a month. Hmm. What do we do with the end of the month? Well, you're not going to pay me anymore, so I'm going to go somewhere else. Or, no, we completed something, and I am no longer necessary and we move on. The vitals, the vitals of our existence have no finish. Hmm. How many people say, ah, I no longer need food. Ah, I feel so free. I no longer need to breathe. Oh. I no longer need to touch or be touched. I no longer need to see or hear. So so it sounds like there's two different business models. One is I do something once and you don't need me again, quote unquote. And then uh, the other one is something. How do I integrate into this person's daily life or weekly life or consistently ongoingly to provide them the most beneficial service? Oh, yeah. And maybe here's fun. Where's yours? Okay. <laughs> it's close by. Anyone watching this live or in a replay, you're either watching it on one of these. And if so, go ahead and you know close out of it and look at everything that's on your phone, all those different apps. Mm. How many of them are you finished with? They've done their purpose. You're no longer turned on by them. You've grown beyond them. You're no longer interested, et cetera, et cetera. And if they are finished and you erase them from your device, that app has reached a finish line with you. Mm. Now, what are the things that you return to and you always make sure you have the latest version of and they're essential? The social platforms, the motivational things, the news, whatever it is that you really like, the music, Mm -hmm. the camera, the vitality of that. Something essential is either a, a need that we can never fill, like food and drink and sleep, right? And then the ones where we constantly want. I could live without music, but I don't want to, mm. right? I can live. Um, I could live without news or books or learning, but I don't want to, right? So when, every time you hear someone talk about a finish line, Go deep and think, what are you really talking about finishing? Is it a Mm. task that has a very clear and definite beginning and end? And why does it end? Why does it end? Because someone has ended it for you? We're hiring you as a contract employee. We're coming into our organization. We expect you to do this from this date to this date. Then it's going to end, Mm. usually because that's when we run out of money. Or that's all we think you can do for us, and there's no reason to go forward. You see, let's say someone is a total atheist um, who believes that when we die, it's just lights out and we don't know anything more. Hey, it was a great trip, but but then nothing. Okay. And there's a lot of people along that spectrum. It's not just, you know, binary. But let's just say someone thinks that. Well, then that is a completion. Mm. But when it ends, you're not aware of it being completed. So maybe that's a mood point. But if you believe that consciousness or state of being continues, reemerges, is transformed, reincarnated, or you were sure or hope so, mm-hmm. well, something has ended, something has continued. It depends on your awareness thereof. Mm-hmm. Athletes, right, who compete against others or compete against themselves, against a weight, against a clock against uh, an incline, against measurements. Yes, they have regular tests that need to be completed and measured and analyzed. But the quest of being that athlete has no finish line. If we may quote from that great Nike ad, Mm. that has no finish line. In fact, hmm, I was talking about this to a client recently, and I will read to you what that ad said. Because the site came up for me before, and there it is. Here we go. This ad was done, oh, I think in the um, late 1970s or so. 
And the thing about it is that the ad itself has informed Nike's ethos ever since. The idea that there is no finish line because it literally um, is talking about a quest and evolved human stories, what a quest is. That quest doesn't have a finish. Hmm. How far can you go? How far can you go? How what about the the hero's journey in in a in a movie or story? That's a, right, that is a journey in return. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a story where the hero dies, hmm. because we need that sacrifice to happen, yeah. or it's poignant. See the basic human stories. There's a quest, and there's also a journey in return. You take your kids to Disney World. You travel, and they come back. Nothing's the same. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins, the Hobbit. He journeys and comes back a different Hobbit, right? Mm-hmm. You see, that is the hero's journey return. But I got to find the text for this. It was something I had um, earlier, and I found, and it's really good. <laughs> so I'm going to find it. Um, Maybe it was on Pinterest. Is that what it was? Because the text was actually quite telling, and it plays right into our thing. I should have had it ready, shouldn't mm. I? Have, I don't. Uh, um, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a search. Finish line. There we go. The first ad that Nike did, the headline was, there was no finish line. And what it said was, sooner or later, the serious runner, that's what Nike was saying. They were a running shoe company. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sooner or later, the serious runner goes through a special, very personal experience that is unknown to most people. Some call it euphoria. Others say it's a new kind of mystical experience that propels you into an elevated state of consciousness. Ah. A flash of joy, a sense of floating as you run. The experience is unique to each of us, but when it happens, you break through a barrier that separates you from the casual runners forever. Mm. And from that point on, there is no finish line. You run for your life. You begin to be addicted to what running gives you. We at Nike understand that feeling. There is no finish line for us either. We will never stop trying to excel, to produce running shoes that are better and better every year. Beating the competition is relatively easy, but beating yourself is a never-ending commitment. Mm. Yeah, so that that informs my ethos of there is no finish line in your life. Whatever you claim to want to be is your essence. You may have checkpoints. Yeah, you may say, "How much money did I make this year versus last year?" Yeah, useful. Hmm. But at the heart of all that, no finish. Yeah, I love it. I love it that there's like an overall concept, and I I'm aligned with that. I'm curious on how do we how do we distinguish between a checkpoint and a finish line of a task? Is there, is, is, is it meaningful to distinguish that? I'll give you a practical example. Petty and I were doing this retreat in Bali. And so our finish line is doing the retreat is starting the retreat, so to speak with, with the, the clients and the inviting and enrolling people into purchasing tickets and getting to Bali. At that point, of course, we begin the the next journey of servicing them and making sure that they experience the transformation that they desire and then continuing that. So that's a, so to speak, a checkpoint. I found it to to call it a finish line. I don't know. There's something psychologically satisfying with saying I completed that. Yes. I, I, I don't have to keep on the the hamster wheel of achievement and doing because I want to go all in with a sprint and not feel like I have to go from one sprint to the next sprint with no break in between. That's a life experience, but not your life. Right. 
that life experience, you codify it, you delineate it, you define it. Mm -hmm. We take the mystery, the total mystery of life, and at some point we want to make it tangible. Mm. So you create a life experience and you can have checkpoints and measurings and they have apparent beginnings and ends. Mm. Now, the people who go to this wonderful event experience this destination this place that's physical mental emotional and spiritual imagine what's the last thing you would say to people there our time here in bali is over <laughs> but what really goes on is right yes you know what i'm saying yes so we we take the mystery of life and to manage it and to feed our rational sense of satisfaction and comfort and also our ego it tells us we're doing a good job. We give ourselves things to meet, be, mm. to fail or succeed at. And those are very useful things for life experiences. Mm. So life experiences, there are finish lines. Life, there is no finish line. Mm. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I, I'm doing the dance. I'm dancing with how do I just be fully, fully fulfilled? like completely fulfilled in every single moment and not need to do anything, not come from a place of like, I have to do this to, to get some kind of life experience or to be worthy. I think that there's an element that is inherently implied in when, when I want to, when I set the goal of bringing eight people to Bali and having eight people there for a transformational experience, there's something about my identity that says I'm the type of person who brings eight people into a transformational experience. And so to do that fulfills some aspect of my ego identity saying that's the type of person I am. And then there's also the aspect of, well, what if X, Y, and Z happens? And, you know, so it's, it's like focusing on that completion point takes my mind off of the doubts and the, the other stuff that might creep in. So how do I manage that as well as consistently stay connected with the, the overall journey of life the overall being of this moment is everything there's nowhere to get to like this is this is it this is it and it's perfect how do i how do i live in that so that's that's what comes up for me wow y'all said a mouthful there son <laughs> but you know what love and measuring love mm. if you can get eight have you ever thought about maybe just kidnapping eight people and taking them <laughs> And then once they're there, say, you're not going home unless you pay. Just a thought. <laughs> anyway, love and measuring love. When we do something in our business, in our life, we want mm -hmm. a client, we want to get hired, whatever. We're asking the world, love me, please, love me, love me. And by assigning something numeric mm -hmm. to that, we're seeking to make tangible the intangible. Mm -hmm. Right. So again, that life experience, which in this case you're calling an event, mm -hmm. right? You can measure that. But the person who creates it goes on. The truth goes on. Mm -hmm. The people whose lives are changed in a journey in return. That's a journey in return. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, it's archetypal. They will go on in a different way. But those little signposts, it's like, um, hey, a habit tracker, right? The idea that you say, these are, I won't do her accent, non-negotiables. <laughs> when you say, this is so important to me, I'm going to do this once a day, this twice a day. I'm going to do this at 10 a.m. I'm mm -hmm. going to do this at 6 p.m. Same when we apply numbers yeah. to the invisible. Uh, those are very useful checkpoints, and especially if our rational mind that likes satisfaction, a satisfied feeling, all the boxes are checked, everything's at right angles and nice and neat. I finished my work five minutes before five. I got home 20 minutes early. See all, all the numbers and the geometry that we bring to things? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really useful. And to know the difference and to know how they relate to each other in different perspectives is really important you give a timeless message every wednesday these interviews are an hour you only do it on wednesday mm. from this time to that time experiences life experiences that become events and happenings in your life mm. 
So yeah, there is no finish line. That's a nice, good, sharp, short headline you put on the one for today. The real thing is your life has no finish line. Your life events do. Mm. Mm. Know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. You bring something timeless to time. Bring the divine to the human. Bring the eternal to the temporary. Mm. Think global, act global. Well, we we live we live in both. We we live with both. So it's really, like I said, a dance. It's an art. It's a it's a relational flow of which one, which one do I feel? Which which one is pulling me to prioritize more? Is it am I prioritizing? Do I feel like I'm disconnected from? from life, from love, from the infinite, okay, then it's time to put more time and energy there instead of the material acquisition, the, uh, you know, thing, achievement, checking the boxes, different things like that. I think there's always more room to grow in that though. Uh, And there's also people who are just so connected with flow and non-physical achievement that I feel like there's a sense of life experiences that they're missing out on. I know I've kind of felt that way at times, like, yes, I'm achieving a lot. And I've also been prioritizing my, my connection with the divine and allowing and flow that I feel sometimes I've missed out on going and taking massive action to create more results. So it's like, which, which one do I get to pour more time and energy into? I think there's both, there's always room to grow in both because we're never, we're never completely infinite, so to speak, uh, as a human experience. Is it possible to be completely infinite? I don't know. Maybe. Um, this is a song by Rush. It says, we're only immortal for a limited time. Mm. Well, you said dance. Let's yeah. we'd be serious about dance. Uh, a song is being played and you get up and dance to it. Mm-hmm. The song ends. You stop dancing. Music hasn't disappeared. Dance hasn't disappeared. But you stop dancing and the song stopped playing. Mm. Music is eternal. Dance is eternal. So in an event in Bali, songs will be playing. People will be dancing. But the music is always there. And the dance is always there. Hmm. So knowing the difference, knowing the difference, clarity of observation. What is the quality of this versus the quality of that? Yeah. And I, I hear that's- Connect, connecting to our source, connecting to our guiding compass. What What is our truth of what's next? What's the next step? Is it to connect with the infinite? Is it to connect with the temporal? You know, and and put our energy and focus there. Only only we, only each individual can determine what is the the highest and best use of our time and energy. What is the what is love? What what is love in action? What is love in being, in existence, in this moment? Where do I from from coming from love, how do I choose? How do I focus my energy? Is it on connecting to the ethereal, to the divine, to the infinite love? Or is it action through love? Right? Is it is it love through uh, action, I should say. Mm. <laughs> well, all right, let's Allow me, permit me sure. to bring it down to something very visceral. Yeah. Someone has a goal. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's not a wish. It's not a dream. It's not a vision. Mm-hmm. It's a goal, which becomes a vision, plan, desire, action towards a goal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this much money by this time. I'm going to live in Amsterdam by, mm-hmm. right? Apply numbers to it. I want this much money by this date to be on in this latitude and longitude, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be in this postal code. I want to be in, you know. That is something that almost everyone pays attention to is working on something like that, I would imagine, because you're a motivational coach on X and Y's. So they're trying to achieve something. There, We are where we are. We want to be here. There's a gap. What do I need to do? in that gap or to close the gap or fill the gap, right? To build that bridge. What do I need to do? Help me, Chris. I need a motivational coach. Mm-hmm. You have to have a plan. You've got to have the qualities of belief, belief, faith, persistence, right? You know, mm-hmm. you've got to do physical, tangible action and continue on, keep on keeping on, right? Those are the steps. We all know them, right? How we do them 
what is the essence behind that? What is the silver thread of meaning that goes through all of our actions, our heart connection to it, our mm. divine soul connection to all that? You have to be aware of both. And some people are essentially in spirit and they force themselves to do the action. And some people are action, action, action. Oh, yeah, 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 my spirit. <laughs> right? And that's the spectrum. It's not binary, but it's a spectrum. Mm. And depending wherever you are on that spectrum, to be in both um, places is a beautiful art. I feel... I hear oftentimes of people's journey of going from one side of the spectrum, being super spiritual, super about divine connection to the other and saying, hey, you know, I was miserable there. I didn't didn't have the fulfillment. So I'm going to go achieve. And then they get burnt out achieving things and then they come back to the other. And I think it's the it's the pendulum. What do you, swinging. Think, what do you think in the people, you know, work with what causes that shift? From what, what do you mean? The shift from. Spiritual so, to tangible action that you were just describing. Yeah. Um, I think people being connected with their power and the difference that they can make and the contribution that they can be to other people. Um, you know, for me, I, I know on my journey, I was really disconnected to the impact that I was having on the people around me and how I was causing them suffering through my actions. And when I got connected to that, I said, man, I can't keep going like this. I get to go out and build myself up and grow myself so I can be a better person. And so that really looked like achieving things. And so through the achievement, I, I wasn't fulfilled. And I said, oh my gosh, I need, I, I need some fulfillment because I'm doing this out of a place of fear and out of unworthiness and all this pain from the past when I caused people suffering around me and the story that I'm a burden and I'm bad and all this kind of stuff. So let's focus on just being and releasing all that trauma, healing from all that, so I can just be and really enjoy the moment. So grow, growing through that, I feel like I've gotten to a place of just allowing myself to be in a lot of ways. And so now I'm swinging back, so to speak, in the other direction. And it's taken me clarity on who I am and what do I stand for? What are the experiences and the people that I've encountered in my life? And then say, I don't, I don't want to continue down that journey, down that road. I'm going to surround myself with people who lift me up, who fill me up, who see the best in me, and who bring that out of me. And so I think from side to side, we'll attract the people who we think that we need or um, are in our highest and best good to grow in our evolution. Mm. Sounds like um, a spectrum of judgment versus self-love. Mm. Wrapped up in self-judgment, relaxing into self-love. I was—I asked that question because I couldn't—I—that wasn't what I was imagining. So that was kind of nice to hear your story because mm. I think a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, business people, whatever they're, they're doing, when things are stressful in the tangible world, they may go into spirit to mm. say, "Okay, I need to fix this problem of numbers in my spirit world." Mm. And then when another number, time enters, tick, 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 tick. Ah, okay, now I got to do something. I got to get a job. I got to sell something. I got to get a client. You know what I mean? It, it's that panic of the numbers. I mean, I don't know many people who panic in the spirit world. And if you do, that's probably worthwhile thinking about. Oh, my God, what does this all mean? Where did I come from? Am I preparing? Am I going somewhere I'm not prepared for? Ah, versus I can't pay my bills in the month. Right. You know, that's that's the panic of the temporal, the, yeah. the artificial human limitations on the spirit world we call math. See, it's a double-edged sword. We can live and die by numbers. Mm. We can kill with numbers. We can murder with numbers. Um, but they're useful. Just train them to heal and sit up and beg. <laughs> Yeah. You become master of those numbers of your life situations. Well, I also, it's the life experiences, right? We didn't come here, in my opinion, to just be, I mean, to just be <laughs> in a state of like oneness the whole time. We could do that outside of the human body. So mm -hmm. we, in my opinion, came here to experience the contrast, to experience the, the dance so that we could have a human experience, so that we could remember yeah. 
who we are in, in the divine aspect, but also have a temporal experience and all these life experiences as, as the creator of our reality. Well, who was it said? doesn't matter. But if you can quote it, I'm sure you're right. Why are we given eyes? So we can see beautiful things. If we like to taste beautiful tastes, we should be able to afford the best food in the world. If we really like beautiful art, we should be able to have and have access to that. If we like really great sounds, we should have the musical instruments to make them of the sound system to hear it or travel. We're given the senses to have them. The rich, the richness, the fullness of each sensation, of each experience. We weren't put here to just get by. We weren't put here to just experience tinny sounds coming out of cheap Target $7 headphones. <laughs> Listen to MP3s. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> In other words, like this beautiful world. And if you like trees and you like mountains and you like oceans and you at all want to see something beyond where you are, well, that's what you're supposed to do, you mm -hmm. know? And we're given all this opportunity of this life through our bodies. And the only sin that there is one mm -hmm. is ingratitude. Mm. Yeah, yeah, beautiful sky. And I don't look at it. Oh, shame on me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking about like trees planted in a, a park and just the, the they're single trees. And we can be so grateful and appreciate that if that's something that our, our hearts and our souls are called to connect with, which opens up even more tree experience, which allows us to go to forests and different things like that and, and see it at a much more visceral, uh, encompassing, connected level. So I think it's, it's like you said earlier about clarity, is paying attention to the temporal things that pull us forward, that call us forward and have that clarity so that we can say, I want more of this. How do I be grateful for what I have to expand in love and experience more of this during this human experience? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Chris, is anyone today talking about freedom? Freedom? Um, I don't know. Let's talk about it for a minute. Cool. Or two. Um, most people, if they're honest, they know they want money for freedom. Mm -hmm. I want to make so much money, I don't have to work so hard making money. Yep. I, want, I want to be semi-retired. I want to travel. Everybody wants to travel. I want to be able to buy nicer things. In other words, freedom. Freedom from anxiety, freedom from, right? Yeah. Well, I've been talking to people lately and say, make sure we all practice freedom every day. Ooh. Even if you don't have anything, wow. Wow. you know, some people will practice freedom, turn your phone off for 10 minutes in the middle of your business day. Yeah. See how that feels. Yeah. Then can you do 30 seconds? I will tell you two things I do to activate freedom now. Hmm. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, not in the Ardan district of Amsterdam, the Netherlands although I am here. Mm -hmm. When I choose to take my phone and put it out of reach, maybe in my bike rack bag, and if it rings, I ignore it, and I go bicycling, I feel so damn successful at that moment. Mm -hmm. I feel so free because I can do that, and I am doing it, and it's fantastic, and all is well. Look at me. In the middle of a business day, I'm riding my bike and saying, screw you, anyone who calls me. Or I get in the kayak and I'm paddling a late afternoon. Some people are working, working, working. working. So I'm already successful. I have a way to do this. I can be on the water in my bliss. Mm -hmm. So if you think you want freedom, there's freedom all around you. And just mm -hmm. play and try to experience freedom, even in small bites. And the more you do that for a couple of minutes or a couple life experiences at a time. Yeah. Just try that. You try mm. that. You know, I, I hear, I hear this and my mind jump, jumps to adjacent conversations that people might have. If you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, then how do you, how do you, how do you create that peace in the moment? How do you go to a park and see just how at peace the world is and these trees and the grass is, do you think the grass is stressing? No, the grass, grass well, is like... No matter how beautiful it is, maybe don't take a picture of it because then you're going like to get into an app to upload it and then you're going to see... No. <laughs> Real freedom. I mean, if, yeah. if your ultimate life, some people, I, I allow the fact there could be someone who says, I'm going to make so damn much money that I can have a life where I can just sit around and just post on Facebook all day. Mm -hmm. That's what I really want to do. You know what? I allow that. I can allow that. 
You just want to be the Instagram king or queen. That's your goal. God, fine. But short of that, the risk that we feel is, oh, I couldn't do that. Yeah, you can. Even just for a few minutes, check out, disconnect, go into your bliss and say, look how successful I am that I can choose to not work, to not be connected for 20 minutes and read my favorite book or sit outside. You know, that is freedom. Freedom can be expressed through life experiences and freedom can be your life too. And you don't have to wait until you would cross a finish line to feel mm. free. If anyone is watching this in a Turkish prison cell right now, <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Who knows where this is being shared? You can be free in that moment in that cell. No one can control your thought. No one can control your posture, your breath. Well, they may be doing that, but the point is your thought is at least yours alone. Your consciousness is yours alone. And that freedom right there. You've got it. You've got it. Wow. This is like you fed me dessert and I fed you dessert. And it's like, wow, this is really <laughs> sensory overload satisfying. It's great. You know, I, I also hear the freedom of just having a conversation like this to get present to what's possible, to get present to our humanity, to get present to the paradigm that we're operating out of, that we have the choice. That we, we have engineered our, our life, Paul. We've designed our life. We've created our life to constantly represence ourselves to to our power, to the bliss, to the peace, to the love, to the gratitude, to the magic and miracles. And you've delivered. You invited me on to this Wednesday call. And in the beginning, are you ready to rock this house? Yes, I'm ready to be rocked. Yes. And you're doing it. It's happening. Mm. You know, the last call I had on a Zoom call, um, didn't like the vibe of the call. It was sort of a grim... Uh, closed-minded. I say grim again, and it was just like, yeah. It's like I wanted it to stop. Someone <laughs> wants to have a cup of tea or coffee in a couple of weeks, but it's like, ew. <laughs> so I don't know. So this is so much better. <laughs> well, it's it's uh you know clarity, clarity. Clarity. You're super crystal clear about what you want, Paul. So you know it doesn't surprise me that. You, you get that vibe, you know what you've attracted that you say no more of, and then you say, or uh, it's questionable if I want any more of that. And then you, you like are polar opposite saying, okay, let's, let's pull in some magic, some love, some just expansive energy. And it's like your being attracted this conversation. Well, I was always a very sensitive child, mm. and I've gotten more and more and more and more sensitive where I can tell how my love is right now. I can feel it. And I can sense my internal organs if they're in harmony or not. I can see what's going on outside and around. That's increased sensitivity. And some people would say, ooh, ooh, I hate to feel that much, you know, feel that much pain, that much joy. It's all right. That's what I want. Yeah. I love it, man. Petia, so, Petia, Frau, yeah. Fraulein Petia, is that is that correct? Is Fraulein an appropriate term for her? It's German. No, right? in her in her country, I don't think that's what she would be called a Frau. <laughs> in the Netherlands, um, you know, I, I call my love. I call her my muy Frau, which is a beautiful woman. Frau. See, I think Frau in German is okay, but Frau is a little sexier. <laughs> She's, she said, Saturday, Nature Day with my love is freedom. I want money, more money to set my mom free so she doesn't have to work. I'm fasting today, and you two talk about desserts. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hey, maybe that shows that her mind is not currently free from desire for desserts. <laughs> free to, free from, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But experience freedom mm -hmm. uh, all the time. And, you know, the finish line. When she ends her fast, that will be a finish line. Her fast is a life experience. Mm. It's part of her life, but it's not her life. Mm. Same way the label 
on the front of the bottle of the wine is not the wine. But it codifies, describes, and delineates what is in the bottle. Yeah, and something else that comes up for me as we're talking about this is a great example of 24-hour fast, whatever it might be. And you want to run through the finish line because there's some state of uncomfortability or dislike, disharmony that is currently persisting. And to get to the other side of the finish line means relief. And uh, I know there's value in doing the 24-hour fast. That's why we're doing it in the first place. There's obviously more reward, more value, more payoff than the cost, than the discomfort. Right. It's a good deal. That's, but it's still there. The discomfort's still there. So I wonder, if, if is there a way to transcend that discomfort just to stay in pure gratitude the whole time and love the whole time versus paying attention or making meaning that going without food or feeling this, this rumbling in my stomach? Is that actually a bad thing? Is it negative? Does it create more stress? Does it you know, make me feel less than? Or do I feel expansive even when my stomach, my physical body is, wants more? You know? Well, mm-hmm. well, sex. Most religions on some levels teach that sex is a sin mm-hmm. in some way. So if you're having sinful sex, Better to get it over as soon as possible anyway for committing a sin. Mm. But if you're doing something that you believe to be beautiful and joyful, what's, what is the hurry? Mm. A fast. How many people would say, I want this fast to really last? <laughs> Most no. people are just going to get through it because <laughs> they don't like it. Right. On some level, they don't like it. Mm. If you get to the point where you really, really enjoy a fast and you love experiencing your body in a, in that different way and you think about food in a different way and if you really do love and enjoy it what is the hurry mm. see then that's, that's like that's master creation of your reality what once yeah. was uncomfortable or painful you turn into bliss and joy that's so powerful that's transcending mm. transmutation all mm. those great trans words but it, it's human. It's, it's okay. We like candy. We don't like broccoli, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so we eat our broccoli fast. We know it's good for us. And we take our time with our ice cream, you know? How many times do you see dessert unfinished thrown in the trash? <laughs> well, <laughs> so finish lines we attach to something that makes us feel good because it's over. Mm. In other words, if you're running a sprint and halfway through that sprint, someone says, no, we're going to do it for five miles. No, let's, let's have it end in, in the quarter mile, please. That's what I've trained for. Mm-hmm. There. <laughs> so it's like all the songs, rock songs, the macho rock songs, you know, that essentially says, I want to all night long. Mm-hmm. How ridiculous. No, you don't want to do it all night long. No, you can't do it all night long. You guys would be bloody and miserable and hate each other if you did it all night long. Come on. But it's that idea of something we like so much we want it to never end. But a finish line, we want to be graded. We want to say, check it out. Ah, got it done. The money came in. Whew, now I got to rub up and do it again. Like, oh, I made it through the fast or I completed the test or, mm. you know. Mm. Ah, I had a fast once that was so good I didn't want it to end. No, think about that. I had a fast so good once didn't want it to end. I also think it's practicing being beyond whatever the circumstance is. Because everybody has a different thing, a different whatever. Some people it's fasting, some people it's going to work, some people it's hanging around with grandma, whatever whatever it is, right? Everyone has a, a different thing. So to be able to practice that the emotion, the being is universal, the universal being of grateful, appreciative, and loving in spite of circumstances, regardless of circumstances, that is the the ultimate practice of being that transcendence. Shit, yes. Um, Pronouncement. You're kind of talking about how we label and pronounce things, right? Mm -hmm. If you pronounce something complete, satisfaction. If you pronounce something good, wow. Well, what if everything you find some way to say, it's good. Mm. You get mugged, you lose your wallet and your phone, and your car. 
Okay, it's good. Find the good in it. You know, that's a really interesting thing. You know, I'm sick today. You know, I've got the flu. It's good. Finding the good, finding the good, and pronouncing that. That's yeah. like Zen sort short circuiting the normal uh, pathways of our mind. So what we're talking about has no finish line, but the elements of what we're talking about that are particular life events and things can be measured. I would just suggest, why are you measuring? Hmm. Oh, because I signed up for this credit card and I've been putting things on it. I need to pay it off. And they send me a number and I have to recognize the number and send them that number so I can continue to use it. Okay, now we've... We've delineated something, so I have to match that. Okay, all right. <laughs> and can't wait till it's paid off, right? Can't wait till it's done. Ah, oh, I wish this 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 credit card statement would just go on and on. Mm. I wish I could be making payments to my credit card forever. Ah, see, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound logical. Mm. You know, this is I, I really really value that last aspect of pronouncing something good and finding the good in it it's two syllables whatever you're going through to say it's good it's good it's good. good and then why and then finding evidence adding on reason why because it's it's easy to say it's good and i think the mind can quickly say no it's not and then you get into this back and forth of you know uh, it is good no it's not it is good it is no it's not I'll, that's a fight i'll stick around and watch <laughs> well i also think that building up the evidence of why it's good creates more support and and links the neural pathways into finding the good in all that you do the more practice that we have at saying why is it good you know like like really you're polishing having your muscle. reflection and you're sharpening your sword yes yes in fact think of it being armored with a shield and a sword and the shield is like a mirror hmm. and the sword is you cut through illusion yeah doing that sharpens the sword and polishes the mirror hmm. why why mirror what the sword cuts through the illusion the mirror why do we need a mirror to see it clearly hmm. and to reflect as much as the light that comes our way as possible and so that that's just being a conduit. That's like as a human being, there's there's so much love coming at me from the universe. Do I choose to receive that and then reflect that back out into the world and shine that into other people's lives? Is that the Chris, your Atman, your highest self? Your higher self. Do you mirror it? It is is a mirror. Do you mirror your highest, greatest possible self? I do. Okay, there you go. That's why. A mirror. So there's a there's a connection, there's a relationship between myself and my highest self. Myself being right now. Yes. <laughs> so my, my being right now might get caught up temporarily in the in the temporal, in the three D realm, caught up with past paradigm, the thoughts that are in lack and limitation. And then I remember my my higher self, highest self, and remember, oh, I, I can be love throughout this situation. I can be grateful. I can remember it's good. And so the, the highest self is a reflection of me. I can also look to other people and say, how, how did they do it? What qualities and aspects did they exude that reflect back to me? So in that aspect, I'm wondering, do I hold the shield or does everyone else around me hold the shield? Because I'm, I'm reflect being I'm receiving their reflections. I guess I can also own that I am a reflection to everyone and everything around me as well. Integrity. Mm. If your highest goal or your highest possible self is fully integrated into the present moment, mm -hmm. I wouldn't go too deep into the shield and sword thing because it, it, it's, it's okay i mean <laughs> shield is, is is protect right you yes. protect and you, you know but it also on an uh, uh, archetypal level a shield is also a mirror hmm. 
because at some point when it's facing out, it's facing in mm. and you put the shield down, you're no longer fighting and you can just gaze into it. I mean, there's a lot of stories like that. But the main thing is integration. In other words, like having something that has no finish line to your actual signposts mm. along the way. They're fully integrated. The thing in you that is eternal, that is a quest, is fully integrated into your measurable actions. Your highest self integrated into your actual self, your temporal self, who I say I want to be and how I'm behaving in that moment, fully integrated. You and a client fully integrated into the common destination, mm. Mm. which is not the same as assimilation, but integration. Mm. Yeah, I feel like assimilation is it's more control versus integration is for the highest and best good of all yeah. for some greater purpose. It's, it's, there's freedom in integration, but there isn't an assimilation. Assimilation mm. means something disappears in something. Mm. Hi, we are merging with this company. Of course, their name is going away. He's being, you know, uh, furloughed, you know, with a <laughs> parachute clause, and we are now this. <laughs> That's assimilation, right? Yeah. He will be assimilated. You know, all will become Borg. Resistance is futile. <laughs> This is this has been a blast, Paul. I love the um, discoveries. I love the the dance. I think that's what keeps coming up for me is this dance between the two realms. And um, it's, it's interesting because we were talking about it's good, right? And and being able to classify something so that it, it can serve us. And I also think that there's an even higher perspective of you know it's all good or it's all love. And in fact, there's not good or bad. There's no, there's no judgment. It's just what we call it. What are we creating? And I think that's a, a interesting route to go down as well. I loved it. I mean, we're two buds knocking the, the ball around, you know, shooting the shit, whatever. You know, I didn't have to pull out this, but I will, we'll maybe at some point. And it's it's in is, your back pocket. It's ready to be deployed. Right. <laughs> Don't let me pull out my, let me pull this car over. But, uh, the main thing is, like I said, this is an event, your Wednesday marathon. Mm. This is a segment in that. So it's an experience inside an experience. Inside mm. an experience we call Wednesday. And inside something we call the work week, right? <laughs> and it has a finish line. It would be complete. I will no longer be pixels on the screen. I will go and do something else. But who I am continues and who you are continues. Mm. I love it. Paul, this is powerful, and I want people to know how they can stay connected with you and what are the next steps they can take to continue their journey and uh, you know receive some of your wisdom that you're sharing here. And specifically, what are you supporting your clients with these days? How can people get involved? What I'm doing these days is what I always do. My X factor, my creative genius is to see things they don't see. That makes their go, wow, we want that, and then they hire me. That's how it is. I take a world that's complicated and people who feel overwhelmed and I simplify it, I heal it, and I make it something beautiful. That's what I do. Maybe you want to find me, um, I'll post something. So if they're on Facebook, they can click on my name, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm good. Cool. I love it. And they can also go to www.the1101experiment.org. Or G. Yes. <laughs> 1101experiment.org yeah absolutely they can do that it's a good time because everything every pixel on that site matters Boom. I love it Paul you are a champion Hi. I love you thank you for being here man. I love you keep on keeping on we'll see you soon promise bro see you soon cheers mate from the bottom of my heart thank you for tuning in Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, 
or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>